And now, Fastened Like Nails with Dr. Mark Hamby. Welcome to Fasten Like Nails, and I'm looking forward to this particular podcast. Um, Molly, thanks for being with me. Thank you. Okay, so I just got off the plane, uh, returned from Nashville, and I'm on two hours of sleep. Aww. So let's see what happens. Yeah. Um, this, will, this will be what we call a miracle. <laughs> uh, and the reason why is because um, I have been um, actually experiencing a miracle um, this, this week. Uh, my grandson's been in the hospital and uh, we didn't know if he was gonna live. And it was just intense week. Um, Debbie and I were down there taking care of the newborn while my son and daughter-in-law spent the last 15 days in the hospital with their son, um, two years and seven months old. Mm-hmm. We really thought we were gonna lose him and oh, so many people were praying. And uh, someone uh, sent me a text and then followed up with a phone call, and they sent me Psalm 46. So I thought I'd share this with our listeners of how how precious and powerful this psalm is if you're experiencing um, some severe trials in your life. And, you know, Molly, sometimes I I, I don't even want to ask for prayer because I feel selfish, you know, because we love – so many people love us Mm -hmm. here at Lamplighter, and, you know, it's easy to, you know, put a name on the prayer list and have mm-hmm. literally a thousand people praying for us. But I, other people are going through trials too, you know? And so, mm-hmm. you know, I, I sometimes I don't feel right requesting prayer, but we did. We just thought mm-hmm. we were going to lose him. And and so many people prayed. Mm-hmm. Um, so many miracle stories too. Mm-hmm. Um, this one time we got a text from the hospital and it just said, pray right now, mm-hmm. pray. And um, every, I called you guys here at Lamplighter mm-hmm. and you guys started praying in within Within seconds, you know, we saw God answer prayer. That's amazing. And, and then on top of it, just this this hope that came into our lives through mm-hmm. um, it was something simple. A little uh, a little stuffed um, monkey came uh, special delivery to mm-hmm. our little little Grayson, and and uh, after he had this little bit of a re- he started to revive a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, they handed it to him, and he took it under his covers and held on to it. Started talking to it, and it was the first time we that they had seen anything mm-hmm. like that. And so, we were just so thankful. Uh, Nate, thanks for sending that, by the way. Uh-huh. So, uh, so as we've been going through this emotional roller coaster, and again, I know there are many, many out there that are going through extreme trials. Mm-hmm. I've heard of so many people just of lately that, um, you know, going through some trials where they've lost loved ones. Mm-hmm. You know, we had that 10-year-old little girl that, mm-hmm. you know, lost a leukemia. And um, mm-hmm. just um, the other day, there was a um, tragic accident. They were life-flighting someone uh, to the hospital, friends of ours, and the helicopter, cr- helicopter crashed on the hospital roof, mm-hmm. you know, and everyone died. You know, so calamity tribulation, catastrophes um, happen. Mm -hmm. So how do we face these trials when they do happen? You know, I praise the Lord. My grandson is doing better, you know, Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's it's easy for me to talk on this side of the blessing, Mm -hmm. you know, but it would have been, you know, difficult to handle that. But Mm -hmm. I don't think it would have changed my perspective on what God was doing. Mm -hmm. So that's why I want to look at uh, uh, Psalm 46. And I don't know, Molly, I, I don't know if it's the older you get, you know, you see more of these things occurring 
in life, but I guess it can happen at any age to any person, mm-hmm. you know. And so Psalm 46, I think, is going to be an encouragement to all. And so it starts off with, to the choir master of the sons of Korah, according to, what do you have in your text? It says a song for Alamoth. Mm-hmm. That's the word for soprano or <laughs> what? falsetta. Oh, falsetto, is it? So it's for someone who sings high? Yeah. Huh. So this particular psalm was to be sung at a very high level. Whoa. Soprano level. You want to try it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lower range. <laughs> okay. That's so we won't, we won't sing the first verse to everyone. I'm going to bless the people listening by not. <laughs> God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. Mm. Actually, it doesn't say in time. It says a very present help in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you have in your text? Do you have anything different? Nope, same thing. Um, the, the word um, in help is also the word well-proved, mm-hmm. um, or the word present, well-proven. Um, so this, um, I, I think I've quoted this verse as much as any other verse in, this, in the Bible, especially mm-hmm. when people are going through uh, difficult times. Um, this is the one that I would text to people. It would either be this one or Nahum 1-7. You know, oh, interesting. You know I what? don't know it off the top of my head. So Nahum 1-7 is very similar. Let's let's just read it. We'll go to Nahum 1-7 here. That is such an unknown book of the Bible. Yeah. Nahum is right Nahum. almost dead center in the Minor Prophets. Oh, it's right after ones. Micah and right Nahum. after Jonah. So it's Amos, Jonah, Nahum, Micah, Nahum. Um, so one seven says this. Found him. The Lord is good, mm. a stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows those who take refuge in Him. Um, it's just a beautiful verse. Um, that reminds me of also Psalm fifty verse fifteen. But before we go there, let's just read this verse one more time. The Lord is good, Molly. Um, I was asking a young man the other day, I was interviewing him for the Master's Guild, and I asked him mm. what his worldview was. Mm-hmm. And he, he quoted me seven worldview um, steps in his worldview. He just quoted like, bing, 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 bing. Whoa. And I'm like, oh, that was impressive. <laughs> yeah. He goes, yeah, we had to memorize him for a worldview academy. Whoa. And I said, oh, interesting. I said, okay, so now tell me your worldview. <laughs> and he couldn't. Did he not align himself with the Worldview Academy? He just had it memorized. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and I thought, whoa, I wonder if people really have a worldview. Mm. How do they view the world when difficult things take place? Especially, mm-hmm. um, Amy Carmichael said, if you um, if you have a bucket of water and it gets kicked, mm-hmm. what's inside the wa- inside the bucket's going to come out? Mm-hmm. And so our worldview is what's going to come out. You know, how do we how how do we handle situations? What do we how do we view God? Mm-hmm. How do we view ourselves? when difficult situations take place. So my worldview is rather simple. Do you have a worldview before I give you mine? Yes. What is it? <laughs> my worldview? So this is like what you believe that kind of defines how you look at the world. Yeah. So basic truths like God is good. And That's mine, by the way. <laughs> you can't take mine. <laughs> he works all things together for oh, good. Oh, come on. You can't use both of those. Those are two of mine. Um, there was Joy comes in the morning. Oh, I like that. Um, one that he's kind of brought to me a lot lately because, you know, you go through seasons and times. We've been in Ecclesiastes quite a bit. And uh, so that's been huge for me to just remember that, yeah, this wow. affliction is just for a time, but joy always comes in the morning. And You find that to be true? Oh, every time. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow, that's been. amazing. Well, and I, I know I'm really young, <laughs> so, but 
I haven't had no, like beautiful. Solomon looks back and he's like, I've been young and I've been old and I've seen these truths. Like that's not really me. I'm still quite young, but um, I've always found that to be true. When you just kind of trust and rest in him and surrender that to him, uh, whatever it is, the situation or the hard circumstance, which if I could pause briefly on my worldview and address something that you said earlier, you were saying that you felt it was kind of selfish to pray. And I was just going to say that when you sent that text to everyone here at Lamplighter and we started praying like fervent, fervent, earnest prayer, I sent a message to mom and Seth and um, just different people. And then to get the message follow up, because like we care about you a lot. And so when you go through stuff like, you know, we're Mm -hmm. called like bear one another's burdens. And so, you know, we were just lifting that up. And then to receive the follow up message was just like, wow, God, you're real. And yeah. like, you know, he's real, but he just like showed up in such an amazing way. It and was then amazing. every single person who prayed had that testimony. I texted mom and Seth and they were like, whoa, praise God. Like <laughs> prayer is real. And I think that w- that was just so encouraging, like not just for you, because now he's he's doing better and that God yeah. did answer prayer in that way, but also to just see that he's real and he, he mm-hmm. listens and he hears and he knows yeah. like the verse and name. Like, yeah, I, I know my thinking's not right when I say that, you know, just that you sometimes feel a little guilty taking advantage and it's not taking advantage. It's actually Mm -hmm. doing what God wants us to do. Pray without ceasing. Extremely humbling. And you just quoted that verse and I think it's, is it Galatians? Um, Bear one another's burdens. Yeah. I believe it it was, it's one of Paul's shorter books. It's either Ephesians, Galatians or Colossians. (laughs) 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 They all kind of blur. Galatians, Ephesians, Colossians. Oh, you left out one too. Uh, (laughs) It's not Philippians. Philippians. (laughs) (laughs) Now that I've said that, it probably is. (laughs) Bear you one another's burdens, for so you fulfill the law of Christ. Yeah, that's another one that God's been bringing a lot this semester because I can be prideful and not ask for help when I'm struggling. So I'll just, like, go to my room and cry. But then, like, being able to overcome that and just be like, hey, yeah, you know, I'm struggling right now with this. And then someone just being like, here's scripture, here's prayer, or whatever it is, just pointing you back to Christ, redirecting your mind. Because we're pretty bad when we're left to ourselves. Molly, that is so beautifully um, spoken because we do get by ourselves mm-hmm. and then we get depressed and then, you know, we feel sorry for ourselves and we don't really see God answering our prayers. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was, at, you know, going back and forth to the hospital and mm-hmm. I just remember going through deep, some of the deepest depression I've ever experienced. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God, help me. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't deal with this, Lord. And it was interesting because sometimes I would I would just go like okay let me let me find the first cafe that I can go to and drink several cups of coffee you know <laughs> you know and I did do that uh-huh. and it didn't do a thing for the mm-hmm. depression and then I'm like okay God I this coffee didn't work uh-huh. so I I need your help and and little by little God starts to restore us and mm-hmm. we do need to bear one another's burdens mm-hmm. it's so so essential huh okay so um, some. Um, 45 or 46, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. That's so important, that idea of present help. Um, he's well proven. Mm. He's proven himself. He keeps his promises. Nahum 1.7, the Lord is good. Mm. And we're talking about worldview. Yes. Your worldview, you said God is good. God works all things together for good. Mm-hmm. God keeps his promises. And God allows suffering to grow a character that he might show us his love. Uh-huh. You were thinking yep. of something else. Well, no, I was just going to say that um, it's still developing and forming and shaping. Yeah. It should um, all, uh, the rest of our lives, it will. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, well, it, just the last one was joy comes in the morning. Oh, yeah. And Anything else? Um, well, 
I've also got a smattering of verses that God's used to like help and shape and form who I am, but I don't know if that's necessarily within a the worldview. World but everyone should have a worldview. What are the what are the foundational truths that you know we hang our mm-hmm. our lives on? You know that hold us together. You know that when things do happen, mm-hmm. you know when you're about to lose a loved one. You know, when here here Debbie and I got the news. You know our grandson might be dying. You know that mm-hmm. was. That was really hard. And then, you know, while we were down there, my aunt, my mom's twin sister, who's 90 years old, she fell down the stairs, mm. broke her pelvis in two places, couldn't walk, hit her head, you know. And so I'm down there and there's – and I'm thinking like, where do, what do I do? You know, I'm mm-hmm. 14 hours away and how could I do both? And you know, it was really something. Miraculously, my grandson started doing better. I was able to catch a flight up here, go visit my aunt. When Be I, here for graduation. And I'm here for, yeah. Just, you know, and all of these pressures come on you and you're mm. like, you don't, you don't have control over your life. Mm-hmm. You know, God is, you have to trust the Lord. Mm. You know, so when, when, I, when I see verses like this and I think of a worldview, my, my worldview has to be in the midst of all of this devastation, God is still good. Mm-hmm. Molly, as I was reading this verse to myself, and praying, um, out comes this child in a, in a wheelchair with his parents, quadriplegic. Mm-hmm. And I looked at him going like, that's not me. Mm-hmm. God, that was not my assignment in this life. Mm-hmm. You know, so God gives all kinds of assignments. And some are more difficult than others. Mm-hmm. But there will be great reward. This life, we're not living for this life only. You know, we're going to look at um, Matthew chapter 10 through 12 for our next podcast. And, you know, it's, it's, there's, there's difficulty, you know, Jesus said, I've not brought, I'm not bringing peace on the earth. I'm bringing a sword. And he talks about taking up your cross and following him. It's not going to be easy, you know, but we're living for something far greater and far better than here and now. Mm. So many people want to have the American dream, Mm. you know, but Jesus wants us to take up our cross and follow him. Mm -hmm. Um, He that loves mother, father, brother, sister, husband, wives, houses, lands more than me is not worthy of me. And I'm, when I was looking at this situation, and I'm thinking like, okay, I've got a lot of pressure on my life right now. What does God want from me? And this is what came to my mind. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Mm. And I uh, just started then rehearsing that. Lord, I got so much to be thankful for still, mm. but I need your help, Lord. And so you, you still cry out to the Lord. And he says this in Nahum, the Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows those who take refuge in him. Okay, but with an overflowing flood, he will make a complete end to the adversaries. Now, let's go back to, um, well, let's look at Psalm 50, verse 15, real quick. Um, We're looking at these situations in life that can overwhelm us. Mm. Psalm 50, verse 15, uh, verse 14 says, Offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving and perform your vows to the Most High. When we're in difficult situations, sometimes we'll say, Lord, if you will do this, I will do this. Lord, mm-hmm. if you get me out of this, I will do such and such. Mm-hmm. Be very careful when you say things like that because God says it'd be better not to vow a vow than to vow it and not keep it. Mm-hmm. Um, Hezekiah did that, you know, and, and God says that he did not give a return on God's blessing in his life. Mm-hmm. And God judged him for that. So you got to be really careful when you are asking God, you're bargaining with God and saying, Lord, if you will do this, then I will do that. So this is what Psalm 
50, verse 14 says, Offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving. That's what he's looking for more than anything. Look at the positive things that you can be thankful for in the midst of difficulty. And perform your vows to the Most High and call upon me. Interesting. Do you see the transition of pronouns and nouns? Me instead of God? Yeah. The narrator's talking in 14. In 15, God speaking. And call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. That's crazy. This happens throughout the Psalms. There will be, you'll just be going through with the narrator, David's writing, and all of a sudden God takes over and God speaks himself. Hmm. He's doing that here. He's going to do that. Mm-hmm. What are you going to say? I was just wondering, is that different like parts of the Trinity? Because before it was saying, if I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world is mine and all its fullness. That kind of sounds like Christ. But then offer to God thanksgiving and pay your vows to the Most High as he pointing and directing the glory to the Father. Could be. It's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Okay, so you got this transition. Um, call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you. You shall glorify me. That's what God wants us to do. When we, when God does answer our prayers in the midst of difficulty, he wants us to praise him. He wants, to, he wants us to let the world know what he did. Do you remember the little thing I had in my wrist? Yeah. Okay, that little tumor on my wrist, which I don't have any proof of this, but I think it's caused by the cell phone. Um, oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I tell people don't hold the cell phone up to your head. Uh, Mike Card said the exact same thing when he was here. Put the tumor on your hand? No, just put it on a yo-yo or something at the end of the year and have it go up and down. So Just go meet people in person. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Real Mm face-to-face. So what was I talking about? Sorry, you had a tumor on your hand. Oh, (laughs) yeah. And lady prayed for me at church, and I know I've shared this before in a podcast, but I'm extremely conservative theologically, (laughs) but she prayed like I've never heard before. And within an hour, that thing was gone. Yeah, and I, I had it on my wrist for a year, you know, yeah. and it was gone, you know. And I'm like, and I couldn't stop telling people about mm-hmm. it. I'm still telling people about yeah. it. Yeah. God did that. God healed me. By the way, God promises. You ready for this? Yes. So our sound engineer today is Randy Gleish. Yes. And she's not feeling the very. She's not feeling very feeling very well. How are yeah. you, Randy? <laughs> Aw. I couldn't see her. What'd she say? She shook her head no. Okay, so she's sick. Rainy, God promises to heal all of our diseases. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. That's a promise. Yeah. And if, <laughs> she and, thumbs up you. <laughs> and, 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 and if he doesn't, guess what? What? He'll, he'll take us home and heal all our, all our diseases I there. remember the first time you said that, I was like, we, we kind of had a bit of a moment. <laughs> You're like, I was like, that's not true. I know, but it is true. And then true. my friend Rochelle was like, Molly, yes, it is. Eventually, you'll be dead. <laughs> I was no, like, no, no. whoa. E- no, eventually, you'll be alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he heals all our diseases. You know, yeah, of course, some people may, you know, have symptoms from birth that, you know, will never go away, but mm-hmm. some do. And can I catch this? Sometimes, sometimes our physical symptoms, the illnesses that we do have, Mm -hmm. sometimes they are caused by sin. Mm. You know, I think God, for me, for my 45 years of knowing the Lord, Mm -hmm. the times that I have been um, sick, I would say at least half of the times I can trace that back to sin in my life, mostly. Like really sick? um, Yeah, like 
ulcerative bleeding colitis, mm-hmm. chronic fatigue, depression. Not like allergies. Or no, not like <laughs> allergies. No, no, no. But the, those times I can trace back and say it was because of anxiety. It was because of me not trusting the Lord. It was because of me being controlling, me mm-hmm. being dominating, me being manipulative, me being authoritative. All of those things that I look back in my life and those things will wear a person out. Mm. You know, I'm already a type A, I'm a triple A personality. <laughs> and so sometimes with those kinds of personalities, people wear themselves out because they're not allowing God to rule their mm. lives. That's what happened with Jacob. The, 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 the contrary is also true. People who are very passive, mm. they, keep every, they hold everything in. That destroys them from the inside. There's the Esau's, uh-huh. people that live for the here and now. They want peace at all cost. So, uh, so yes, we need to judge ourselves, you know. And, and James says, you know, call for the elders, mm. you know, and have them pray over you. If anyone's sick, let them put oil on you. And the prayer of faith will heal the sick. Almost every healing that Jesus does, you'll see the word faith connected to it in some way. Mm. Um, woman, go your way. Your faith has healed you. You know, he keeps telling people that. You're, mm-hmm. uh, let it be according to your faith. Mm-hmm. So this, this, you know, here I am this week thinking my grandson's not going to live. And I'm asking God, Lord, my faith is so weak right now. It's so weak, Lord. I mm-hmm. just, I'm, I'm depressed. Um, I don't have any strength. I'm, my mind is foggy. Lord, this is just too much for me. I can't handle it. You know, I was thinking of, you know, Mary and Martha, and then they lost their their brother. You know, Mary was beside herself. Mm. Lord, if you had been here, this wouldn't have happened. You know, but Jesus was actually allowing that to take place to actually strengthen her faith in him. He said, didn't I tell you, you know, that your brother, your brother wouldn't die? And she was thinking like here and now, and he was thinking like, He's in glory. Let him enjoy himself. But Jesus brings him back, you know. And a lot of times our our focus, yes, we love life, you know, and we want, I want my grandson to grow up to be an old man and enjoy his grandfather, you know, for years to come. You know, I want to live to be 140 so that, you know, I can enjoy my great, great grandchildren, you know. Wouldn't that be so cool? That would be. If I had my strength, you know, and yeah. still play pickleball and racquetball. <laughs> Okay, so I'll stop the silliness. So Psalm 46 to the choir master. Who's singing this? Korah? No. Uh, a song upon Alamoth, someone with a high voice. Yeah, yeah. soprano. <laughs> soprano. And there's a reason this is going to be sung at a high voice. <clears throat> they, they want this to be heard. And this is how it starts. God is our refuge and strength. If you've got a Bible, turn to Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. Mm. We've got to be able to experience that. You know, I, I was I was grinding inside myself. Mm. Where are you, Lord? Help me. I can't do this myself. You know, I I, I need your help. And so, in, in Habakkuk chapter two, verse four, I think it says, "The just shall live by his faith." Mm. But if you look at it closely, it says, "Wait for it; it will come. Wait for it; it will come." Faith? Um, the, the, um, the deliverance uh, of your faith. Oh, like wait upon the Lord? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, it's, it's actually God gives his promise that he's going to deliver them. And, and they're like, well, where are you, Lord? 
Oh, the yeah. Babylonians are coming and, and snapping their fingers. Jesus yeah. is asleep in the boat. <laughs> there you go. Wait for it, and it will come. Hmm. The just shall live by his faith. Meaning, in the midst of not understanding it all, in the midst of the calamity and the tribulation, be faithful. Hmm. Do the next thing. Just keep being faithful. Little faithfulness is will um, build the building. You know, that's why mm-hmm. things don't get done because you lack that those little faithfulnesses. Mm-hmm. I know that's not a word, but I liked it. I like it too. Okay, so God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Molly, read verses two, um, two. Uh, just read two. <laughs> Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. That would be terrible for them, because the mountains were their protection. Hmm. The armies of the north east can't come upon them because mm-hmm. of the mountains. Go ahead. I was just going to say it's probably it would be terrible for me too even if the earth was removed because if what was removed? If the earth was removed, I feel like that would be bad for everyone. It's <laughs> 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 like really dramatic. Well, it's actually not saying that. So if you look at it closely, it says if the earth gives way, so there's like an earthquake. Oh, like the whole earth just. No, the earth, yeah, no, it's like this huge earthquake and then the mountains dissolve. Oh. So picture this. In, in Israel, they have these mountains throughout the east, okay? Mm-hmm. The other side of the Jordan, the mountain range is there protecting them from their enemies. Huh. So even today. That's one of their greatest protections. Mountains. If you, if you go all the way up to the Golan Heights. So everything that they found their security and trust in would just be like, psh, gone. gone. Yeah, they would be open to their enemies. Whoa. And so so he gives them this, this illustration here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will not fear even if the mountains are gone and we are left here. Our enemies can take aim at us. Mm-hmm. Uh, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. So... The trade route is along the Mediterranean Sea. Hmm. So even if there's flooding from the Mediterranean Sea, okay, and it's coming inland, mm-hmm. and there's a flood, and the mountains are removed, there's no place for them to hide. There's no place for them to go. So both from the east and the west, they're surrounded by it. Now, now they, they don't have anywhere to go. They're not, they're, they've lost all their protection. Mm. So that's what, that's what is happening here in Psalm 46. It's giving us this this amazing illustration of of um, the removal of all protections. Then he goes on to say this, there's a river whose streams make glad the city of God, uh, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. So God is saying, like, even if all your protections are removed, I'm going to be in the midst. Will you trust me? The nations, though, verse 6, the nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts, the Lord of hosts is with us. So even if all the protections are removed and nations are coming after you and you feel like, you know, you're, you're just susceptible mm-hmm. at this moment, God says, I'm in the midst of you. Just trust me. The Lord of hosts is with us, verse 7. The God of Jacob is our fortress, Selah. Pause for a second. That's what Selah means. And then he says this, come, behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. It's interesting. Gladys Allward, this uh, idea of uh, burning the chariots um, with fire. 
Um, I don't know if that's where they got that phrase, chariots of fire, but, mm. um, you know, do you know the story of Gladys Allward? She was taking the 200 Chinese orphans across enemy yeah. lines. Yeah. So she was told that if she went through the valley to bring the children water, they would, both Japan, Japanese and Chinese generals said, we will kill you and the children. Mm-hmm. But she wrote back to both of them and said, no, you won't. My God will fight for, for me. And with her amazing faith, she took these 200 Chinese little orphans through the enemy lines to find water for them. And this is how, what it records in history, that both armies fled in opposite directions. And what they saw that day were stainless steel tanks breathing out fire surrounding her and the children. Mm. You know, and I, I just love that picture. In fact, when I, Molly, I read that 45 years ago. Mm. It's, can you imagine reading something 45 years ago and you're still telling the story of what you read? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that left a profound influence on my life. You know, that God is real. I remember, mm-hmm. I remember saying to people like, I want this kind of life. Mm. That was one of the great influences. Deal Moody, George Mueller, Hudson Taylor, Amy Carmichael, Gladys Allward, John Huss, Abraham Lincoln, um, all of these amazing men and women of God, uh, Livingston, um, I can't remember who else there was, but as I, as I read these stories, I remember telling someone in church, I'm a baby Christian. I'm just mm-hmm. like saved, a, not even a year. Mm-hmm. But I remember... You know, watching people in church, I'm just, picture me, I'm a baby Christian, right? Mm-hmm. Just saved that summer. And I remember this one man came up to me and started talking to me about fishing. Okay. And, and then the next week he talked to me about hunting. Uh-huh. And then the next week he talked to me about some park that he takes his family to. And, and all that stuff is fine in, in uh-huh. and of itself. But I never heard people talking about their encounter with Jesus mm. and what was happening in their lives. And so here I am reading these books for the first time in my life, and I'm mm. like, whoa, this is amazing. These people are living lives that are crazy, mm-hmm. full of faith. and Fanatical. Yeah. And I remember I remember one day in church, again, a baby Christian, and I looked at some people. I'm going like, guys, let me tell you about what I'm just reading in this book. I go, you got to read this book. Mm-hmm. And I'm going like, I want this kind of life. This mm-hmm. is the kind of life. I remember I remember leaving church. I was involved in in children's church, and uh, you're gonna like this. Have you heard the story about me and Willie Hayes? Um, I don't remember. Okay, so so Willie Hayes um, sent his children, his six children, to church, and um, I love these kids. They were ador- You you would they were adorable, right? Mm-hmm. And I just loved them. And I was like, hey guys, we're gonna bring your mom and dad to church next week. <laughs> and and the, the the oldest boy was ten years old, and he was like. Um, I don't think so. <laughs> you could try. So I'll never, I'll never forget. I went there Sunday afternoon. I've mm-hmm. got my suit on and new shoes on and knock on the door and Mr. Hayes comes to the door. And he's looking at me and he doesn't say a word. He's a big guy, about mm-hmm. 6'2", maybe. Probably a good 280, 290 pounds. Big guy, muscular and he's looking at me. He's got his nose almost right up to the window of the of the door. It's a it's a storm door. Mm-hmm. And I think it's I, I, I think it's October. And I said, Mr. Hayes, I'm glad that you send your kids to church. And just want to invite you and your wife to come out. Do you remember the story? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't say a word. So I'm like, okay, I better back up and get out of here. So I'm backing up, still thanking him. And I get to my car door, and he bolts out the door, runs after me, <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, Lord, this is I'm history, you know, and. And he yells at me, uh-huh. and he says, 
Next time you come back, you start you you bring your sneakers and we'll play some basketball. And I, I'll never forget it. And I'll make a long story short in case you guys have heard this before. But I said, let's not wait till next time. Let's do it now. <laughs> and uh, I said, I'll tell you what. I said, if if you beat me, I'll mow your lawn for the rest of the fall. But if I beat you, you come into church next Sunday. And he goes, you got a deal, you know. And <laughs> and we played basketball and we played three out of five. I beat him three games straight. I was shooting. He was pushing me out of bounds. I was shooting uh, hook shots 30 feet away, and they were swishing, you know. And and Molly, it was because of the books of D.L. Moody and George Mueller uh-huh. that I played basketball like that that day. I literally thought, angels, I, I'm, I'm so sincere about this. Mm-hmm. I was throwing the ball up. It was as if I was actually envisioning in my mind as I was throwing the ball up that there were angels above the basket catching the ball and putting it in the hoop. <laughs> That's how I was throwing the ball. I was like, I'm going to throw it to them. They're going to put it in. And it kept going in. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And so those books inspired me to mm-hmm. say, hey, we have an amazing God. And it's been 45 years later. Mm-hmm. We still serve that kind of God. Yeah. He's a, and you've seen it this year, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Crazy stuff, right? Yeah. God doing things like this all the time. Mm-hmm. <sighs> wow. The very fact that I'm even here today is we have an amazing God. Okay. So even if he removes the mountains, he's going to be in the midst of us. Verse 8. What does it say, Molly? Come behold the works of the Lord who has made desolations in the earth. He makes wars to cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. We just read that. It's giving the story of Gladys Allward. Now read verse 10. Watch this, Molly. You ready? Mm-hmm. Re- re- read it slowly. Okay. Be still and know that I am God. Who's speaking? God? Yeah. He hasn't been. Mm. David's been speaking up until now. And now God, in the midst of all of it, mm-hmm. he speaks and he says this to us. Be still. And know that I am God. Well, I like I've never noticed that before, which is really strange because you think you would. That's really crazy, isn't it? It doesn't even say. And then God said, "It's just be still and know that I am God." And then He goes, "And I will be exalted among the nations. Wow. I will be exalted in the earth." Mm-hmm. And then David closes with, "The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress." Mm-hmm. The God of Jacob. Jacob had nothing to protect him in the wilderness. Mm. God was his protection. He met him there in the wilderness. Mm. I will be your God. You shall be my people. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, this is quoted uh, somewhere else. It says, stand still in um, Exodus 14, 14. Um, Moses quotes that. And God rebukes Moses for saying that. Mm. Stand still. Um, we're never to stand still but we're to be mm-hmm. still. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to move forward, mm-hmm. but you need to be still inside, reflect and say, okay, God, I'm thankful for this. I'm going to praise you for this. I'm going to let people know what you're doing, mm-hmm. the little that you're mm-hmm. doing. And when we do that, God will be exalted in the earth. Mm-hmm. That's why he allows things to happen. It's more for his glory and for our good so that we can let people know that we serve an amazing God. He wants to prove himself faithful mm-hmm. and trustworthy. Um, he's an amazing God. And um, I'm very thankful for what he's done in my life this week. And just wanted to share that with our listeners. Hopefully this will be an encouragement to all of you. Um, Psalm 46.1, uh, the Lord is good, a very present help in trouble. Nahum 1.7, 
in Psalm 50, verse 15. Those are truths to hold on to, truths to share with your friends who might be going through something Mm -hmm. in their lives right now. Molly, thanks for um, joining me. Thank you. Yeah, God bless. You've been listening to Fastened Like Nails, a presentation of Lamplighter Ministries. Our mission is to make ready a people prepared for the Lord by building Christ-like character one story at a time. To learn more about our family collection of rare books, dramatic audios, or guild programs, visit lamplighter.net. To hear more podcasts, search for Fastened Like Nails wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have a question you would like to submit for the Lamplighter team, visit fastenedlikenails.net and fill out the form. That's fastenedlikenails.net. What if you could learn from the creative minds and talents behind Lamplighter Theater? I've never seen anything like it. This summer, Lamplighter presents The Lamplighter Guild. A week of mentoring and apprenticeship in the dramatic arts. Learn script writing, music composition, sound design, directing, and voice acting from world-class professionals. Registration for the Lamplighter Guild is limited, so sign up today at lamplighter.net. Lamplighter.net.